You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and today's episode is with Junior Williams. He's a musician emerging from Hackney, London, who's creating a new type of soulful pop music that's truly unlike anything else. His debut project, Where We Start, is an incredible EP that has this just... It's really just something else, this project. I mean, I'm almost at a loss for words. And I mean, luckily for me, Junior had all the words in describing it. Um, the first track I heard was A Prayer, which is a song you're gonna, you probably heard, well, not probably, you did hear right before hearing me blab right now. And it's a song that just left me completely affected right after I heard it. I found myself thinking about it throughout the day. Uh, it was stuck in my head and I had to listen to it again and again. And you really do find that being the case with the majority of this EP. Uh, within this talk, we go into how Junior found himself in music, found himself wanting to make music. But more than anything else, we, this is a great, um, I guess, closest thing you'll get to a thesis statement regarding this EP. We go into every track. We break this EP down track to track to track. And yeah, he is new. He's out here making music, doing his thing. And yeah, you heard it here first. He's going to be doing incredibly big things. I promise you. This is the 405 Exchange with Junior Williams. Enjoy. I'm here close to breaking. It's hard for me as it is for you, but you only get through hell by moving. And I know that faith will just guide us. So, Junior, thanks for taking the time to chat. No, it's no, mate. Thank you for coming to chat to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, apart from it being my job, after hearing like the music you made, I like, I just could not not talk oh, to you bro like, honestly blessed man. blessed man yeah Thank i'm you. going to ask you about all the songs of this uh, beautiful ep that you've made uh before i do i'd love for you to tell me where the majority of where we start was made and why did you make it there yeah um where we start was a well we, it was about a two-year process of, of of making that that record and um it was all done in the UK in London. Um, some of it was done me on my own. Just in well, a few of the songs were kind of done with me just at home on the piano, and I would just take the song to a producer, and then we just help to tweak it, um, change some of the lyrics, and then start visualizing what we wanted for the the production. But it was like yeah, two two three year kind of period of kind of just writing songs, but also I guess. Um, not even thinking about the EP or, or, or putting out a record, but just thinking about what I wanted to say and also how I wanted it to sound. I think that was kind of the main focus. And then as time went on, it was about, okay, we need to release some music. We need to, and how do you, what's, what's the first steps and what's the kind of story you want to tell on the first project towards when we get to the album project. And, and that's where it kind of became easier to put all the songs together and have that story and then have the next project which is the next EP and then hopefully maybe another EP but then maybe an album but it's everything's going to kind of be like a, a story I guess yeah yeah. and uh, I am going to ask you about uh, all the songs yeah. so you're going to be able to go into the stories of yeah, each one yeah of course but of course. when you think about the connective tissue or like the umbrella that these songs exist under mm. what do you think that is because I do feel like there's kind of an interesting through line that all the songs kind of share like they're kind of in relationship with yeah, each other. Yeah, I mean, the the project for me was about 
growing up being a black man that was kind of the the the, the idea not even the idea it's just the, the songs were just things that I was just feeling and I just wanted to express it but through the whole project it is about kind of being really honest kind of bearing your, your, your soul and also talking about things like depression like your struggles and not feeling afraid to do it um, I kind of wanted to talk about stuff like that because it's stuff that as men we don't really talk about and as black men we don't really talk about and I really wanted to make it become a conversation and also make it normal to kind of um, discuss these type of things and, I, and this is just that's why I call it where we start because it is where we start and the more the project goes on the more we'll talk about more other stuff and 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 develop develop the, 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 the story of it and stuff like that but it was something that I really felt like I wanted to to bring up and to talk about because I think it's something that needs to be discussed and needs to become more aware and also needs to become normalized that you know guys always seen as so strong and then we don't show emotions and I want to kind of make that show that 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 isn't the case you know what I mean and, and I think the more we talk about it the more things will change and also men feel like they can't talk about it results in the depression and, and the men's suicide rate which is much higher than women's suicide rate it's because we don't talk so I just want to bring it into conversation and hopefully I don't know if it can change something but if I can add any little thing then then I'll do it through the only thing I know how to is, is, is to do it through music did you uh, write and record most of these songs in London? Yeah, all of all the songs on this EP are in yeah, all done yeah. in London. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're from a part of London that's so rich of music history. I mean, that's <laughs> that's quite an understatement, but it really is. Um, I love to hear you go into the ways Hackney inspired you as an artist because, from my experience there, I feel like you can't help but be inspired. But you, as a musician, I feel like that's yeah. probably tenfold. Yeah, I mean, Hackney's it's, it's it's a lot. Got a lot. I mean, it's changed a lot over the few years. I'm sure. I'm sure you know and I'm sure a lot of people know as well it Hackney has changed a lot but it has got a lot of character and growing up there um, single mum family um, four of us regards to kids and stuff um, yeah we, we went f you know we kind of lived a bit of a you know uh, we grew up on a council estate you know everybody's quite close there and you know you see a lot of things um a lot of characters there as well yeah. and it and it does help to shape your music and, and going like you always go to the on the weekend mum always sent me to the to the Dalston market to buy food and the rush and the different cultures and characters um, it can't not but help influence your, your music and your sound and what you want to kind of talk about because you just see it all around you and I'm, I'm so thankful to be able to grow up there the good and the bad sides of it, I'm, I'm thankful because it's kind of shaped the music, you know, I always hear a lot of jazz and a lot of reggae because my family's Caribbean as well, but I also hear a lot of rock, you know, and I think all those things just help, I guess, kind of build a sound or build a, a identity. 
Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And what a good time to just jump into uh, the first song of yours I heard, which was um, A Prayer. Yeah. Uh, what I love about this one is it reminds me about how songs can be conversations. And yeah. I guess that's my big question in regards to this song. Who is it that you're talking to within the song? That, it, it was, the song was actually written from a conversation. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. yeah. So the song was written after like um, a bit of an argument with something that I was seeing at the time and I guess it was kind of a battle with the person kind of when you do music you go through a very long time of struggle being a struggling artist you yeah. know doing how many other jobs to kind of keep um, money coming in and stuff but sometimes people start to lose faith in you and that song came from someone losing faith and me kind of being like you know we can do this and one day we can live good like, like rich kids and after that conversation, you know, things didn't go so well and I just ended up being at my piano at like 12 a.m. Like remembering the stuff that was said and kind of giving, saying how I felt through, through music, which is I which I do quite a lot. I do that quite a lot, to be honest, rather than talking about it, I do it through music. And um, that's how that song kind of came about. But then it kind of take its, it's taken its own, you know, people, think it's about so many other things which I love you know and um, yes but it started out as a, as a conversation so it's so great that you actually yeah. you actually said that as mad yeah it's, it's, it's cool. I'm glad you, you appreciate that because no, something that really gets me with that song and I think it's what has really stuck with me and mm. like has made it enjoyable to listen to time and time again is that I feel like so many artists want their songs to be conversations to a listener but there'll be yeah. walls put in place depending on the type of words that are used. And I feel like even though that song could be about a myriad of different things, yeah. I feel like with the way you wrote it and the way you're singing it, it's unmistakably about such a human type of thing. Yeah. Like, that's wow. the thing that kind of comes across my mind. Wow. Jeez, don't know what to say. <laughs> Yo, cheers, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, though, bro. But, yeah. No, it's, it, it was definitely a conversation. And I guess, like, like when I listened to it, when, when, I, when I wrote it, it, it did feel like that it kind of it, it made me remember how I felt at that time in that conversation I can remember the room I can remember the smell of the room it always takes me back there so I guess it, yeah it, 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 it definitely was written in that sort of mind state of talking to another person and, and telling them you know that I can see you're losing faith in me but you know we need to hold on so we can one day live live good live like rich kids yeah so yeah i also loved uh, the music video because it's both haunting and video yeah uh, well haunting and beautiful yeah um, yeah mr iggy yeah tell me how yeah. that one came together well i always wanted to do a video for it and i didn't want it even though the song was based upon a relationship i didn't want the video to be that because as i started to realize this song did take on a whole more of a meaning than just what he meant what i why i wrote it and um, I wanted to find the right director and it just happened I was doing a session with another guy who worked with another artist and called Quabs oh, a called Quabs I love Quabs and his voice was on a track called Velvet and there's a video that Iggy done yeah. and um, the guy just showed me the video and I was, just, I was just completely blown away I just thought wow this guy really knows how to make something look so cinematic and so beautiful and I just thought this is the guy to do my video so I kind of just went home went on the internet found his name found his Instagram found his email 
emailed him he, he aired me out he didn't reply I was like emailing him a few times just aired me out um, but then like my, my management kind of got in touch with him and then, then he got back in touch with me and just said he thought he thought I was like a virus or something like that so he wasn't replying to me for some yeah. reason but then we met and we kind of just got talking and um, we just clicked like he's such a creative and such a visionary and we just really really connected and then we started just going back and forth with ideas and I was telling about like what I what I want this project to be about and about men sharing their their emotions and not having to and, and not being the stereotype of what men are supposed to supposed to be and um, he kind of he felt that it was really important message and came with the idea of the father and the son um, in the video and that they lost their that the mum passed away and the son doesn't have to deal with these emotions and the dad is trying to reach out but the son is is just being really cold to him and they kind of express their their feelings or their lack of feelings through dance and then at the end when they start dancing together is the moment where the, the dad where the son actually opens up and we kind of wanted to just to really just to show a relation between two men you know father and son and, and showing the emotions of it and and also that they care about each other and yeah I, I was really like I'm overwhelmed and so happy like what he achieved because he kind of made like my dreams and then some come true with that video he done a really amazing job so like Iggy he's the he's the dude he's <laughs> definitely the dude I, I really want to jump into the next one it is a beautiful video it, it's a great one that one. Oh, thank yeah. you bro thank you man. um Blue River uh yeah what a way to start a song <laughs> yeah you know the vulnerability of this one is so poignant and um when yeah. it came to writing the lyrics of this one what do you think it was that allowed you to approach the writing in such a direct way i mean that's an element that's found on a prayer but i feel like within uh, blue river there's something that's very poignant and very kind of cutting in the way you're writing that yeah blue river was a it was a weird it was it was a a weird moment right I did that one in a session um, and I had the title already Blue River like I just wrote it down one day and it just came to me I just write it down on the paper as I do sometimes just in titles of books or just things that come into my head or somebody says something and I, I write it down um, but yeah I, I kind of I had the title but I didn't know what the title meant and I went into the session and the and the the the, the producer um, name is Sam just started playing guitar, and I just started singing Blue River, and he was like, oh, and then he was like, what does this mean? And I had to kind of take a step back and start thinking about what does this mean? What does Blue River mean? What is the because it means more than just a blue river, you know? If there was something behind that, and I had to start really looking deep and just thinking about what does this what does this mean to me? And I started thinking about, because um, I was reading a lot about depression and how people feel about when they're depressed. And, and there was one quote somebody said, which is like, when you're suffering from depression, it feels like you're in the ocean. You're the only one in the ocean, you know? And then people always say, I'm feeling blue. I'm feeling down, I'm feeling blue. So I just thought it would be great for the song to be about depression. But people always say depression sometimes is like a relationship. and it's not something you can really get rid of, you learn to live with. And it's always sometimes pulling you against the current and stuff like that. And I guess I wanted to write the song in that presence of 
depression is actually a person that you can see and they just always lead you down the wrong path and you know they're not good for you and you know you stay away you know they're not they mean you just harm but you keep on going back but even though you know it's not it's not it's never going to be happy and we and i really wanted to convey that in blue river like really get inside the head of somebody that's suffering from depression and really make it sound like a, re a relationship um and yeah and i and it's it, it's one of the weird ones because i wasn't sure people would know what it was about yeah <laughs> even though i've been i wrote it i thought okay yeah we get it but people might just think it's just about a relationship <laughs> it was only when a good friend of mine who did suffer from depression and i let them hear the song and they was like wow this song really spoke to me and they told me what the song was about and I was like wow it, so it does make sense and they was like yeah you know you're talking about depression like in, in a relationship form so for me it was like that's the moments that I'm just like when you know you, you, you've done something you've done something when it's connected to somebody on, on, on that level and, and, and the song has done its its purpose but um, yeah but I really like it's, probably, it's my favourite song I think I've probably one of the favorite songs I've really written is that one. Yeah, like I really and I love the production on it, and I love. Yeah, it's just a really the story of it. Just really, really like that song. Uh, this is another tune that has a video, and in a lot of ways, it's a feels like a cousin to the prayer video. It is. That yeah. was that was the idea. It's the same boy, so yeah. it's the son. Yeah, and it's it's more showing he's because he doesn't really show his emotions to the end, and kind of is really cold to his dad, but obviously behind behind when he's on his own. He's showing all the stuff he's gone through, how depressed he feels over his mum passing away. And we kind of, so I thought it'd be great to get him on his own. This is what he's really going through, you know. This is what he does when he's on his own. He's, he's, he's fighting against himself. He's in a lot of pain. And so, yeah, it actually was yeah, a continuation of, of the prayer video. Yeah. What's really interesting is, like, for people who haven't seen it yet, that video, particularly, like, the way he's dancing, it's more like body contortion. And yeah it feels a lot more chilling to watch yeah. but there is a beauty to it uh, yeah. was there any fear in like making something that people might not want to turn away from because when I was watching it it's something that's interesting like I'm obviously find myself gravitated towards it but there are moments where I'm just kind of like wow it feels almost too close Yeah, but in a positive way yeah no of course of course yeah I mean the thing was I, I think when when we was when I kind of came up with the idea of what to do with that video and kind of was telling him because we've done a few takes and it, I was when we done the first take he was kind of more he's an incredible dancer and and really striking like how he, he's expressing everything he was more more dancing rather than telling the story through dance yeah and I think the more I talked to him I said to him like you need to show that this thing is like like when you when you move it's like the the depression is like pulling at your gut pulling at your stomach and i really want to see that and then he done it and i was blown away by it. i was really emotional about it but i also thought yeah it can be kind of like oh this is quite a lot and it could make people be like it's a bit too much at times but i guess in some ways i kind of wanted that in some ways i kind of want to show the my whole ethos on, 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 on this and this and the project and, and just the journey I want to go on is I want to make it as honest, as raw and as vulnerable as possible. That's my whole 
like I want to expose myself as much as possible, as scary as it is, I want to do that and I want to make it as raw and, and, and I want I want it to be that way because I feel if it is as raw and as honest as that, then it's going to hopefully connect and maybe it will change some people's perceptions and maybe it will make people not feel so alone. I don't know. So, so when you say that, I'm kind of like, I'm happy kind of happy about yeah. that. <laughs> like unflinching essentially what's that uh unflinching essentially. yeah 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 uh next up is what a difference um yeah. i feel like this is the track is where you really showcase your vocal range and mm-hmm. it's really something else um talk to me about the relationship between your vocals and piano when it comes to this track particularly um well i've known i've kind of this song i've known i've heard this song since i was a kid since I was about like five um I heard it. My grandma used to, who, um, she's a lover of like jazz. She loves like Louis Armstrong and all these incredible artists. She used to play that song quite a lot, and I would hear it. And I knew the song, but I never knew for a very long time that it was the first place I heard it was was with her. But I always just the song. I just knew all the lyrics from from ages ago. And then I started to realize, and, I, and then I found out actually it was my grandma that was the one that used to play that song when she was cooking her like, like fields and fields of food for like two people. But she used to cook a lot in the morning and listen to gospel music, but also listen to that song quite a lot. So that song was always being, I've been always quite connected to that song, and I kind of wanted to do a cover of it, but do a rework of it and kind of not make it sound the way the classic one sounds. And kind of bring more attention to the lyrics, make it sound a bit more darker, um, and make it sound more moodier. I don't know why, but then I played it to my mate, who's a producer called Simon, and he kind of just flipped the chords, reminded the chords to, to make it sound more moodier. And then for some reason, I just sang it incredibly, incredibly low, yeah. but it just made it just sound really, really haunting, and. I mean, piano and, and, and voice, for me, I always write songs on piano. I'm not a great player, but I always start a lot of songs on piano. So there's a really, there's just a strong connection there. I don't know why, like, more with piano and with guitar. I sometimes try to write to guitar and I find it more harder. When it comes to piano, I can just write and just really pour out my soul but it always be ballads that's the only problem with piano I always write ballads I can't yeah. write fast songs on piano I don't <laughs> know why but there's this I don't know it's maybe I don't know why but I just connect with piano and, and that song it's just always been a part of my life so it's, it was kind of it just it, it came about that that recording is, it just felt really like it was just meant to be like it was just written already and it was just it was meant it was meant to happen like that it didn't take us long to change the chords or to get all the harmonies or to add the beat it all just came really naturally it only took a few hours and we didn't we knew there was something in it but I guess we didn't really um, we knew we liked it we didn't know people anybody else would like it but then when we started playing it to people yeah we could see the reaction. He used to do the guy used to do like building work, and he played to one of his friends, who's like some massive guy with like tattoos and like bull head, looks like mean as anything. Yeah. And he played it to him, and he started crying, 
Whoa. And he said, all every time he saw this guy, he would only ask to hear that song and no other records. And the more I was hearing these type of people coming telling me this stuff, I started to think maybe there is something in this song. Maybe it's kind of, kind of connecting. And then when he got picked up by Andy Mac, which was pretty crazy, yeah. it kind of made me realize that oh, there is something quite special about about that song. And I just thought, thanks, Grant, for like <laughs> introducing me to that song. But yeah, uh, jumping off you talk about producing. I mean, you can't hear a song like whenever you want without thinking about the production. Um, yeah, it kind of sounds like something that could be in a sci-fi movie. Is that yeah, like thing <laughs> it's quite say? space. No, it, yeah. it is. It's very. It's, it's the, the production is very like sounds like it's. I when I heard it, and when we was making it, I did think this sounds like it's from the future. I yeah. did think that it sounds very, and I think that's what I love about it. That it just sounds so. It just sounds yeah like it's something. I don't know from Starch. I don't know. It just sounds very futuristic. Yeah. It does. It does, and I I do love that about it and the chords and and yeah the the effects that's been put on my voice and the backing vocals and the yeah. It kind of has like an understated weekend beat to it. Like yeah. It has that oh, vibe it's down. It's down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was it like to work on this one though? Because I feel that like was, it was a bit different for you. Yeah, that one was. It was different. That was that was um with an incredible producer called Natty and um we kind of. Aim was it was just I just said I just want I love simps I'm addicted to simps in it and I just said I want to have a really cool simp and I really want to have some particular chords but I wanted it to not sound even though it still does I kind of <laughs> didn't want it to sound I wanted a more of a happier song <laughs> but it didn't really happen anyway no but, <laughs> really like, I just don't I just, I just come to terms I don't really write happy songs I always yeah. have a bit of a dark undertone yeah. but um that one, I guess when I wrote that one, it was just about, even if you're not with someone, even if you break up, you can still, you will still always love that person. And no matter where they are, what they're going through, you always, you will always have that connection. And that's what the whole song, the whole aim of that song was about, was kind of just conveying that maybe you're not meant to be together. Maybe this, at this moment in time, it didn't work out. And maybe you were both in different countries, but but you will always have that connection because you was together and and yeah that was it that was kind of the vibe of that one I wanted to keep that one because of a prayer and blue and then blue river was quite heavy I kind of wanted to have a song that wasn't as as heavy and I did want them want to be a happy song but it just just, my songs just don't end up yeah it doesn't really work that way and uh, and we arrive at the last track uh, keep your head child yeah Um, which is also a demo. Uh, yeah, I personally yeah, yeah. love demos. I grew up in the time where, in the UK, bands and artists would release singles, and usually there'd be like a demo along with the single as a oh, track wow. too. Okay. And I always used to think to myself, well, fuck me, the demo's always better than the actual <laughs> point of thing. Because um, I always feel like there's something that, that's captured in a demo that you can't yeah, recapture. And yeah. in regards to this song, I mean, I really want people to listen to it because what's fucking beautiful is that you could hear the creaking of your chair. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's that's the creaking of the piano, you know? Is it? I thought it was your chair that kind of rocked you back and forth. That's the piano it's the creaking. Cre- it's, the, it's a really old piano. So it's well, I think it's the piano and the ch- the chair and the piano. It's like both yeah. like kind of creaky. I fucking love that. And we, yeah, we didn't... Because the thing is, we was like, we should redo the piano. And make it sound like nice. And, and, and then it was like, nah, there's something in... No, it adds to it. There's the something song. in that creates character. Yeah. And we thought, yeah, like that's the demo. Like, 
Is that what made you want to release it this way? The fact that the, it has that quality. Yeah, to it? and it's and it's like it's one of the f- like. It was one of the first songs I kind of wrote. Um, in regards to me trying to do my own project, and it's it just I don't know. There's something about that song and those chords that just make me feel really homely. I don't know why, and yeah so I kind of was like you know what that song needs to be it needs to be out there in, in its rawest form you know what I mean and this exposed that piano voice creaks mistakes whatever <laughs> pull it all there and just, and just have it like you know after all those other records just have that one there and um, yeah I'm really happy that it's on and, it's in, and I just hope, I hope people enjoy it but yeah I'm happy I'm really uh, happy it's yeah definitely enjoy it um, and you know before we uh, jump off this song um, I asked this before at the start but it feels like it's relevant here mm. who is it that you're talking to in this song Keep Your Head so Keep Your Head was kind of um, the vision of Keep Your Head was kind of written about if somebody an older person like an elder talking to like a young child and just kind of telling them to keep their head keep your head child don't don't keep yourself too down don't let things bring you down things are going to be okay you know, it was kind of just that kind of elder just talking to somebody who's been there, lived it, seen it, talking to somebody younger and kind of just just advising them. And I kind of, because that the EP was, every song is kind of a journey, I kind of wanted to end it on a place where it's somebody like looking after someone and kind of saying it's going to be all right keep your head child like it's not always going to be like this and i'm always going to be there for you and and it's going to be a continuation to the to the next project as well so yeah it was i at this point it was kind of fitting to have it there i love that um uh before i let you go yeah. when you posted about the title of this ep on facebook you wrote that you wanted to make a point of we not me Mm. Uh, before I let you go can you go into that a bit like yeah I guess as I said the whole the whole project is about as not sticking to the stereotype that is that is perceived of, of men and particularly black men and also talking about you know I, I did delve in the side of depression and people feeling alone and I just for me this project is is about it's it sounds so cheesy but it's not really about me it's about it's about everyone because everybody goes through these situations and I, and I wanted it to feel like this is our project and this is where this is where we start you know and it's in some ways I want to it's like the voice of the of the little guy or because I'm, I'm like much as I'm talking I'm really quite quiet and I, and I struggle sometimes to to compensate with music I find it so much more easier to be behind a piano but I really want to be that voice of the person that's too shy of the person that's going through things and is too scared to express it to that person that feels alone I really want this project to be for them and for to, for this whole journey to be about us and not just me because it's not just about me and as a responsibility as an artist I don't know I, I I've always been the person that thinks about everybody, you know, and I and I wanted this project to be for everybody. So it's about where we start, and I don't know where it's gonna end, but 
I'm looking forward to meeting everybody that's listening to the records and hearing their stories and just growing with them and us all going on this journey, the good, the bad, the uglies and whatever, the good, the everything, just going on that journey together. So for me, it's about everyone, all of us doing this. Right. Yeah. Well, man, thanks for the chat. I'm really oh, keen thank you, bro. for people hearing your music, man. Oh, bless. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you for interviewing me, man. No, of course. I wasn't too, you know, but thank you, bro. No, of course. That's the whole point. <laughs> people are going to hear this, hear your music. That's the whole yeah. point. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you. And I won't let go. Please give her everything she needs. So we can live like those rich kids.